to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Authormats Podcast. So this week we're gonna we're we're having a a two episode week. You guys are welcome. So for this episode, I wanted to address a, a very serious matter, and I want to have a a guest on to uh, kind of talk about the matter as well. So in the jujitsu community, um, you know we're fairly tight knit. Uh, especially when it comes to social media and just, you know, everything that comes with it. And a little over two weeks ago, a post popped up across my feed from uh, Hybrid Hiller on Instagram. Her name is Amy. And it was in regards to her brother, Matt, who had just gone missing at the time. And you know, it's a serious matter, no matter how long, no matter when. But in, in the post, you can kind of feel the sense of urgency um, in this matter. So since then, you know, up to this point, I believe it's 17 days. Um, you know, Amy's been posting several other uh, accounts on Instagram and TikTok, social media, period. They've been posting and, and sharing and trying to get the word out. Uh you know, Matt was in uh, Nevada, and um, you know that's where he was last seen. So I have Amy on here with me today, and you know we're just gonna kind of you know talk about it and and you know try to get the word out. Uh, so Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you Thanks for doing so much. this. Thank you. No, no, no. You're you're sharing your time with me, so I definitely appreciate, it, especially just with everything that's going on. Um, you know how how are you doing right now? How are things? Uh, I'm doing my best. Thanks for asking. Uh, the jujitsu community has been incredible. I mean, I really have no words. Um, it's I wouldn't. I don't know how I've been getting by every day if it wasn't for the people in the jujitsu community reaching out, calling, um, posting asking friends of friends, getting contacts. It's just been, I feel very lucky and very grateful. Well, I mean, on your end to just, you know, the, the big thing is, you know, speaking up and making us aware. Cause I mean, like I said, that's all the first couple posts and there's just this, this sense of, uh, you know, not panic, but, you know, again, we can tell it's like, you know, it wasn't like just kind of a, Hey, you know, Sure. I haven't heard from a brother type deal. It, it, there was like this, this love that you can feel through, through the posts and just the, the posts that you've been putting up, just, you know, telling like, you know, little stories here and there. Right. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know, I'm a woman, man. Everything is a freaking emergency, but, uh, this, this was, <laughs> this was different. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm in New Jersey. My name's Amy and, um, I am a three stripe eternal white belt. Uh, Coach Tom DeBlas has received me, and it's a lot of fun. He's been very supportive. Um, so I got into the jiu-jitsu world uh, as a hobbyist. I competed twice and got my ass beat really bad. And um, I've met some incredible people, and uh, I started a business around it. 
because everyone around me was getting hurt, like really fucked up. And I was like, wow, I'm a licensed body worker. I know how they did that. So that became my life. So I've met such incredible people. So when this crisis happened in my family, I was like, what am I going to do for help? So the only thing I could turn to was Instagram, my jujitsu community page, because it was the only thing I had because I'm not famous. Who the fuck am I? And the response from the jujitsu community reaching out and using their own uh, status and um, contacts, I, I don't know what I would have done. It spread like wildfire and I, I can't believe this is real. Unfortunately, it's not happy, but I couldn't ask for more of a supportive response. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and even just thinking what, what's going on, right? like, you know, with it just being, you know, like I said, it's not happy. No. And just, you know, every, I don't know. I, I can't imagine, you know, where your head is. You know, I don't think and, I know where my, <laughs> I don't think I know where my head is yet. But uh, so most people have seen it. Uh, my brother, Matthew, um, is a government national parks worker and Navy veteran out west in Arizona park system. He was in Utah for about 15 years and then Arizona. He was in Las Vegas for New Year's with a friend and he started uh, displaying some um, troubling, concerning behavior. He made some statements to a witness um, which would indicate possibly uh, severe emotional duress, possible suicidal uh, statements, which he has never ever done. And um, he said he sent four goodbye text messages to his childhood best friends all over the Amer America, which he's never done. And then he vanished. He didn't show up to his government job that he's had for 20 years. He has never done this. So all this strange erratic behavior and then he vanished. So that's why I've been going so hard in the paint with this, because if he was just like, F you, I want to go off the grid and be a mountain man, I need time to clear my head, I'd be like, God bless, I don't like it, but do it. But this was very, very different. And as as troubled and as lone loner as he was, he always was connected to me. And he's never told me, not told me where he was or what he was doing. And, and that's why I, I freaked out. And that's why I asked the jujitsu community for help, because I feel that he is in trouble. And uh, I have to find him and offer him support and you said you know he's never done anything like this before correct correct he he's a loner he's um been in the park system for 20 years can he live off grid sure does he prefer to be alone sometimes i'm sure but the clincher was the change behavior the just the suicidal statements the very final goodbye statements to people He's just never acted that way. And um, there's stuff that I didn't share online because, you know, there's an investigation going on. But I can tell you here to the community, uh, he said to that the last person who saw him alive, he said, nobody, he goes, nobody will care if I'm alive or not. And he said, this is my last day. This is my last day. And the person thought he meant just Vegas. And he was showing the person and her kids, um, baby pictures of me. He was acting all nostalgic and sad. He gave his jacket to this person, insisting she keep it. Just very, like, goodbye-ish final things. Just very out of character for him. 
And then just to say goodbye to his childhood friends, he's supposed to be in one of their weddings in a, a month or two. It just made no sense. And then just to be completely off the grid, his phone is off. The last ping was January 5th. Um, he didn't show up for his job that he's literally never missed in 20 years. And his job called, his friends called 911 crying because they're like, what do you mean goodbye? And he didn't answer them. So I had to do something. I had to raise an alert. And this social media and the jujitsu community was the only way I knew how to do it. And everybody rallied for me because I, I don't have a following. I have a couple hundred people follow me because they're my friends or teammates or clients. But people with a huge presence, like Coach Tom DeBlass, he's running a school and a family and a business and all sorts of stuff. And he's, he checks in on me almost every day and he posts my content and shares it. Danielle Kelly texts me probably every day and shares my stuff while she's preparing for an international fight. Just all these people, McDojo, you, Amanda Levy, Alex March, just just huge people in the community, community that everybody knows and loves, they're helping me. And I just, I don't know what I would do if they didn't. You know, earlier uh, this week, knows that I didn't realize you trained. Um, Very poorly. <laughs> we share that in common. Oh. Uh, well, I knew you trained, but I didn't, I didn't know you trained um, under Tom DeBlas. And I'm sitting there as I'm, you know, about to repost. I was like, you know, I don't normally reach out to people and say, hey, can you repost this? Yeah. And then I thought I was like, should I should reach out to him because he, you know, he, he's a good stand up dude. He is. And, and, you know, as I'm going through my, my brain as it is, I, I got sidetracked, you know, then as I'm going to, um, you know, I'm looking on Instagram again today, and I saw that he liked one of my posts yeah. um, uh, of, you know, your repost. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, snap. I was supposed to, supposed to uh, shoot him a message, see see if, um you know, he'll help and repost. And not even, you know, knowing and connecting the dots. Mm. But, um, and that's the thing. I mean, you say, you know, you have a small following, but it's not, not so much about, you know, the following size as much as it's about, you know, that, that community that cares, you know, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be a million people, no. but if you got, you know, the right handful of people, you know, they, they'll, they'll get you back and, and spread the word for you. Yeah. I, I just, you know, my friend Alex owns a school, but Ty, he shares everything. Um, Big J from Illuminati Grappling. I mean, um, Jujutera Magazine just reached out to me. They want to do an article on my small business to support me. Like what the fuck? And uh, you know the um, clothing Gaidama for women? Mm -hmm. yeah. It holds my tummy in place and my bumpkin from flying out like it did in Naga. Like there, she's like, tag me in anything. I will repost anything. Um, Never Again Studios, like all these people. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. I think that's the thing though too. It's like, you know, given the, the gravity of the situation, it's like, okay, you know, what can we do to help in any any capacity even if it's like look you know let's repost um from you know find matt kemper you know at find matt kemper let's uh, repost at hybrid hiller llc you know it's like all the little things people are seeing. are seeing it all the way out there yeah, yeah. 
our private investigators like, yo, he's like, this shit is everywhere because he's out there now. And there's a couple search and rescue teams. And he's like, it's all over. The problem is, you know, people's attention span for it. People can only hold so much. There's over 200 missing people in Vegas alone every month. Like people, you know, he's a middle-aged, quiet Asian dude. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, it's just the reality. It's not about racism. It's just little kids are lost. Civilians are lost. Women are lost. You know, celebrities. I get it. So, like, I have to be loud for him or he's going to disappear. And, like, I, I can't let that happen. I have to try. And, and, and no matter what happens, if he runs away forever or he's not with us anymore, I, I have to make sure he knows that his life matters and people do care. And if he knows that and I did my best, like, that's all I can do. You know, I just he had a very rough upbringing compared to me. And uh, I just feel like I, I need to protect him. I mean, in, you know, with that, you know, like you said, if he chooses to, you know, go off the grid and live in the mountains at the very least, if you know, that's what he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, I'd you, be like, you'll fine. Support him. yeah, it's just, you know, people, everybody hits rock bottom, um, depression, loneliness, mental illness, addictions, whatever it is, everyone's got their demons. And sometimes people run or sometimes people have a meltdown and they self-destruct and I don't know which he's done, but I have to try. And I think people can relate to that. Um, the, you know, jujitsu has everybody, doctors, lawyers, ex-cons, moms, kids, people with disabilities, people with health problems, like rich people, poor people, celebs, everybody. So everyone can relate and they know somebody who's suffering with something because that's what brings us on the mats. Loss, heartache, depression, anger, trauma. We all can align with that. And I think that's why the jujitsu community has helped me so much because they're like, oh, I resonate with that. Oh, shit. Wow. I lost someone like that, you know, or I struggled with that. And I think that's why people are like, okay, let's help. And that's why I say he's your brother, too, because I'm an orphan. He's an orphan, too. We were adopted from Korea from different families. And um, I have no blood relatives. So the dynamic of family to me is who I choose, who loves me, who's healthy for me, who elevates me, who, you know, who's respectful and kind. And so jujitsu, you know, has that family vibe. Our teammates, our brothers and sisters are, become our family. It's not about blood because he's not my blood, but he's still my brother. And that's why I say he's your brother too, because it, blood doesn't matter. It's who we love. It's who loves us. And I think that's what really caught my eye is, you know, when, you know, I was reading a post and I saw that you said he's your brother too. And that for some reason that struck with me and I was like, wow, you know, not that I wouldn't have shared it, you know, you know, it's an important thing, but that for some reason that stuck with me, Um, you know, it's, with when it comes to family like you said it's not always about blood it's you know the people that are there in your life life well i can't talk um the people people (laughs) who's there in your life uh you know i I was in foster care uh you know i have three younger brothers um we 
uh, three of us went to one family. The youngest one went to another family. Mm-hmm. And um, then we all were adopted out in, into our family, at least uh, three out of four. Wow. Um, my grandmother took me um, as I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always joke because I'm like, well, I was the oldest. So it was basically like, oh, we're going to take this guy because he'll be 18 sooner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, you know, he'll he'll be out of the house in about six years or yeah, in six years, like jokes on them. Mm-hmm. I stuck around for nine. Um <laughs> and and then uh, my uncle, he took the two middle brothers. But you know, the whole thing with with it all is when it comes to family and, and care and this community is it, that the jiu-jitsu community embodies that that family atmosphere because when you go into a gym you get on those mats with anyone you are you're opening up and, and making yourself vulnerable to what seems like a complete stranger in that moment but you never know eventually they become you know you know closer than your actual blood family yeah. Um, in so many different ways. So the community stepping up and, and you know, being there for you and, and sharing your story and sharing your posts and then checking in on you, that it's no surprise because that's what we do. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I probably would have had a meltdown by now if it wasn't for everybody in the community reaching out to me, DMing, texting. Um, Lisa Bullock, who used to work, who still works, I think, with UFC. We've never met. Dude, she messages me like a sister, like, every day to check on me and keep me focused and to keep me grounded. And uh, a whole bunch of my uh, teammates from Gary Tonin's school text me, message me, share stuff. Like, are you okay? Are you eating? Like, anything. And um, getting back to your story about foster care and being raised by your grandmother, Matt's story was very similar. He came to America when he was four. He had family. I was in an orphanage, but he had family and they gave him up because I think they were in poverty and his grandma took care of him. His dad was dead. His mom wasn't around. So he came here. Um, they said, come on, get on a plane. And they took a four year old who spoke no English and brought him to this country. So his whole life has been uh, abandonment and chaos and terror. And he struggled his whole life. And that's why I'm so overprotective of him. And that's why this hurts so bad, because all I see, you know, I posted a lot of pictures of him when we were children, because when I worry about him, that's what I see. And I just want to find him and protect him from everybody who failed him. And I think it humanizes him so people can understand that he's not just a white paged flyer from the police that they're slapping around. 46 year old Asian male. Here's his truck. Nobody gives a shit. I have to make people understand who he is and why I care. And that it could be anybody's loved one, anybody's teammate, teammate on the mats. He could be anybody's. And, um, and I hate doing this to people. I hate upsetting people. I didn't want to use my freaking business page for this. I just didn't know what else to do. This is not how I wanted to reach the community, like upsetting everybody. But, uh, I, I had to try. I mean, it's important though. So, I mean, if you, you know, didn't try, you know, I, I think that'd be the more tragic part of it. I mean, it, it's, I, I put up a post uh, a few months back 
Um, and, and it all kind of connects to just trying or, or reaching out. You know, it's like, you know, the post was about um, suicide. And it was saying, you know, you know, your friends would rather hear you, you know, complain yeah. than to hear your eulogy. So, and it, and it compares yeah. in, in, in similarities to you using your business page because if you didn't, you know, no one's hearing the story. No one knows, no. you know, uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah. And my, uh, my parents are, I'm adopted by uh, American parents. They're very, very conservative. They don't understand social media. They're older. This is like their worst nightmare. They're very private people. And, you know, you've probably figured out I'm very loud and I've blown up social media with my like chaotic diarrhea here trying to find that. Um, so this has been on me. And uh, it's so that's there's a lot of strain there. But I said to them, I said, getting social media, getting a private investigator, getting a reward is cheaper than a fucking funeral. It's like just some people freeze when there's chaos. They freeze and do nothing. And I'm like, I have to do something. I, I, I like skipped two weeks of grad school. I was like, I have to take these calls. I have to do something because. You know, what's that term that like old fashioned people do? They're like, oh, just let the police do their job. And, oh, and I, I love mean, law enforcement. I love police. I love uniform services, first responders. But like my dad's like, just let the police do their job. Fuck that. They have the one detective has 300 missing persons cases. No human can process 300 missing people alone on banker's hours. It's not happening. So. And that's. That's just the thing, you know, what you say there is like, you know, they, they have a case, they already have cases already set in place. I mean, yeah. essentially you put this out there. It's like, Hey, I need you to find, find, you know, my brother and they're like, like, okay, okay. well, Bye. you know, I'll put him, I'll put him in a pile as you know, when people send me posts to reshare, it's like, all right, I'll put it in the queue, you know, yeah. which, you know, I'll get to it when I, when I'm able to get to it. And yeah. when it comes to a missing person, that's mm. not necessarily, um, you know, an option. You don't have the option of, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's kind of like, yeah. look, he's missing. What what yeah. can we do? Yeah, and he was. He was in a pile. And it's not a racism thing. It's just reality. It's just he he's a middle-aged dude who works in the state parks. They're probably like, ah, he's fine. Like, nobody gives a fuck about mental health. And they have to find kids and celebrities and women and babies. I get it. But I don't. So I'm going to be loud. I have to for him. They made a mistake and I can't really get into it right now with the investigation, but he's been gone 17 days now. Uh, a bolt, you know what a bolo is, right? Be on the lookout, you know, missing persons mm -hmm. that they do in a couple hours. There was yes. an error. They didn't fucking do it for almost six days. And I caught the mistake the first 24 hours. And I was on the phone 24 hours a day between departments for like five days straight trying to fix it, but nobody would listen to me. And uh, so so six days it took to get to get a detective. And then when I got one, he, he's, he doesn't care. He's burnt out, he's overworked. Maybe he's not empathetic. Maybe he doesn't give a shit. Whatever it is, he does didn't want to help. Um, you're familiar with subpoenas? Yes. Because everyone's like, oh, get the camera footage, get his banking, get his cell phone. There's so many legalities and privacy stuff after 9-11. It's not that easy. It could take months. It could take weeks. 
But this guy, he's like, yeah, I'm not asking for that. I was like, excuse me? He's like, I'm not asking for that. And I said, why? He's like, because it won't help. So I wrote the biggest Karen letter with the help of my FBI friend that night. And magically the next morning, we have a subpoena, (laughs) you know? And I hate to be that way, but it's like, I'm not accepting no for an answer. I just, I'm not. I mean, and given the situation, you you shouldn't, you can't, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, again, you look at the poster, you know, you see the missing person, you know, flyers around, you know, see things like that. And, you know, it's easy for people just to kind of, you know, Swipe. shove it off to the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. You know. Prayers. But that the, sucks. Yeah, but the thing is that's someone's loved one. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I think it's important that we, you know, take those things into account and stop looking at things just from the, the um, you know, point of, well, you know, it's a big world. Yeah. You know, what if it's not a big world? Yeah. That's why I'm sharing so much personal stuff about him. So people can know him because let's be honest. You ever heard that term? Oh, all Asians look alike. You've heard that, but most of my friends, they could pick me out of a sea of Asians because they know me and they hear me and they, they just know me on different levels. And I'm like, I have to make him known have people care and be invested so they could pick him out of a sea of Asians, you know, because I know his mannerisms and stuff like that. I could pick him out of a sea of Asians, but most people are like, you're never going to find him. But like, I, I can't accept that. I have to try. And if he's found, he's going to be pissed at me because he's a very private person. But I have to accept that because if if he's passed and he's hurt or he's hurt and he's alone and I didn't try for this. I would never be able to forgive myself. Uh, he needs to know that he's loved. That's that's all I want. And then he can yeah. decide. I mean, in, it, you know, it's better to have him be pissed at you. Oh, yeah. Than to, you know, sit there and think like no one cares. Mm-hmm. Like you um, said, mental health is, it, you know, it, it's a thing that's overlooked. Yeah. And a ton of people in jujitsu struggle with mental health, PTSD trauma survivors, abuse survivors, abusive relationships, you know, the loss of a loved one, illness, losing a job, being homeless, you name it. People in jujitsu have been there and we all come together beautifully. I mean, not everyone gets yeah. along, but you know what I mean? It's like, sure, we all get it. And so, yeah, if anything comes out of this, you know, people might be like, if someone's suicidal or hit rock bottom and like, I'm going to end it, maybe they'll read about Matt and see about how the community is coming together and be like, oh, well, maybe I should get help instead. Maybe my life is worth living. Maybe this is just my emotions and I'm not thinking clearly. Maybe I should fight for myself. And if that happens to one person out of this, that's beautiful. I'm okay with that. And, you know, the, the, the reality, unfortunately, you know, is that on the inside, you know, individuals who are hurting, you know, they don't believe that anyone on the outside does care. Especially and, men, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think it's fair to, to you guys. I mean, us women, we get an excuse once a freaking month. You know, we can act, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, men have it harder, I think. It, it, it's tough because, you know, growing up, 
a kid of the 80s and the 90s. Same <laughs> Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was always the thing of, you know, men have to be tough. Men can't cry. Men can't mm. show emotion. And, and I still know guys to this day. Yeah, I, I know more guys that are opening up, more guys that that are fine with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and honestly, most of those guys train. Yeah. You know, the guys who that I know that don't train, they're the ones that, you know, are uncomfortable with their emotions, uncomfortable with their feelings, uncomfortable with opening up. And, and that's just the thing. It's like when people feel like they can't open up, they feel like no one cares. That's when it starts to get scary, not not just for them, but, uh, you know, more so more so for them. But, you know, the individuals around them, because you may think no one cares, but, you know, you know, you're loved. It's just the world, you know, has this way of I don't even say just the world, but like history has this way of painting this this picture of you got to be this way. Otherwise, no one's going to take you serious. Yeah. And he internalized a lot because he got bullied a lot. There was a lot of racism in our area. It was a mostly white area where we grew up, but he, he sustained bullying and racism since he, he came here and then even into adulthood and even out there with tourists, with COVID, and he just internalized all of it. And we didn't have jujitsu back in the freaking 80s. We had like karate and shit. So he didn't have the gift of jujitsu to help him navigate through the bullying and the the lack of support and self-confidence, but he had a lot of very close childhood friends that are still his friends now. He just was a very private person, so we didn't have big groups. But um, yeah, he did not have outlets like we do for his uh, demons, for his pain. I I think, you know, I, I think with Matt, having having someone like yourself in his corner i'd like to think that you know that is a big effect for him and it means something and you know when he is found yeah he'll be pissed oh my god at least he knows he's loved yeah yeah he's gonna be really mad um and i'm i'm willing to accept that versus the alternative but if the alternative happens i i have to I can't, if that happens, I can't collapse and crash with him. I have to keep going because like, that's my life's mission. And, you know, he wouldn't want that. I just, I I just really hope that I can get him and and offer him the help that he needs. Some people don't want to heal. Some people don't want it. You can have all the resources in the world and all the understanding and support in the world. And some people just don't want it. They don't want to let go of their suffering. They don't want to let go of their pain. Because it's all they know. And, like, I have to respect that, too. I, I was um, I was in that boat at one point. Mm-hmm. You, know, all you, you know, all I knew was pain. All I knew was misery. You know, I didn't want to let go. Yeah. Because it was comfortable. It, it was yeah. just, like, this is what I know. This is, you know, how I wake up. This is how I go through my day. This is how I go to mm-hmm. bed. And to... to shake that off and to you know find people that care about you we oftentimes self-sabotage because oh we can't gosh. believe that someone cares yes so we we ruin the situation 
where we, you know, we try to push people away before they leave us. And he was an expert at that. He, he's done it his whole life. Um, just so much betrayal, so much abuse, so much disappointment in his life. And I was privileged because I'm a female and I was more outgoing. It was easier for me, even with the racism and all that shit. Even it was always easier for me. He's the one who always struggled. And I felt so bad. Oh, yeah, it definitely, you know, it is definitely a tougher, tougher go for males, especially, you know, as I'm even thinking, like with Asian males growing up, I had, you know, uh, several Korean friends uh, and Filipino friends. And, you know, there was always, you know, the the, you know, martial arts jokes of like, oh, do you know Kung Fu? Do you know karate? And, and if they didn't know martial arts, then it became, you know, oh, well, then we're going to pick on you. Oh, you're quiet. You know, we're going to pick on you. Oh, you know, you know, you don't ever come out to any of the parties, you know, so we're going to pick on you. Um, I can't imagine what that, you know, was like, you know. Yeah, he got it in the Navy, too. Navy, everywhere. Work, everywhere. And, and you figure, you know, as we grow up as adults, people grow out of, you know, being bullies. It still goes on now. I mean, hell, I'm in my 40s. I still see people, you know, bullying others um, in one way or the other. I, I feel like, you know, as, as this investigation and this search goes on, you know, each time I see a post from you, um, like I'm hoping the post says found. I'll, I'll message you first. Cause it's, it's kind of like, you know how little kids are on a road trip. They're like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, yeah. are we there yet? No. Yeah. I get so many and I don't get mad because people just generally care. They're not being like, uh, gossipy. They just generally are worried, but I, I hope to have news too. I, I don't know. I mean, um, one of, do you have TikTok? I have like five people on TikTok, but t I've, my friend Alex March Energy, she has like a huge following on TikTok. She's like, yo, you got to go to TikTok. And, um, oh. So Do you have TikTok? I, yeah, I saw one of your posts the other day, and I was like, yeah, I should. Hold on. Let me. Like, it was like I should utilize my TikTok because I don't ever post on TikTok. I have like a handful of posts. Yeah. And I was like, but I still have, you know, a following yeah. um, of some sort. Oh, mm -hmm. More than I thought. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every little bit counts, even when I do the post on, on Instagram, yeah. it connects immediately to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in with Instagram, whatever, what's the count? 100,000. Facebook, I think it's 40,000. So it's like wow. somewhere somewhere in there, you know, people are seeing it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like it's just like a post and then I go away for a week. You mm -hmm. know, especially in this matter, I, I try to post um you know, you know, once a day at, at the very least. So that way it's like, Hey, still here. Mm -hmm. Just in case you all didn't know, we're still looking, we're still searching. If you have heard or seen anything, let us know, let Amy know, like, you know, something. The reach has been huge on TikTok. Uh, three TikTokers with over a million followers each heard about this just from the jujitsu friends sharing everywhere. And they all three messaged me and like made content for Matt and I don't know these people. And then a couple uh, power people on Instagram 
you know, Tom DeBlast and Daniel Kelly, they've got a quarter million followers or more. Um, Dr. Lisa Littman has like 107,000. They all made content for me. I was like, what the fuck? It's, I, I just, and, but, but people with five followers are just as important because they might know that one person who knows a politician, who knows a, a search and rescue specialist out in Arizona, who knows an FBI agent. Like so many people know FBI, federal agents and retired cops, and they're all messaging me. And it's been a huge, huge resource for me to navigate with the department that's not like really able to have the manpower to look for him. Yeah, it's, I think, again, you know, like you said, with the reach thing, you know, people with any size account, it's it's not so much about the size of the account as much as it's who, who you know within, you know, any of the accounts. And, you know, that's where it starts to really spread. Yeah. You know, if you get, you know, even, you know, one officer, FBI yeah. agent, anyone that sees like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. hold on. I may know someone. They you do. Know, who, and they, they, they reach out. It's, it's, it's been so helpful and we've sadly still don't have like more of a narrow down location, but the, the support I have now, the Intel support, it's been, it gives me more hope because before I was the first seven days, I didn't sleep for seven days. And like, I was lost. It's like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do this? But everyone kept sharing stuff. My friend, um, did you read the article? There was one ping. And they kept saying the last cell phone ping, they're like, Amy, we can't pinpoint where he was because there's only one ping because they have no manpower. My friend, Ashley Rolo, who's an engineer and is an MMA BJJ person, uh, she's an engineer. She works with satellites. She triangulated a map and fucking found where he was. And I gave it to the police. Like, what the fuck? That's jujitsu for you. And we met through jujitsu. She's one of my best friends. And we met because she was friends with Gary Tonin and we were doing an event for her because she was healing. She recovered from cancer. She was healing and she stopped everything she was doing to make a satellite map for me. She's like, yeah, he's here. I was like, what the fuck? So jujitsu really, all these people have come in and been my guardian angels. I like, I, I would be lost. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, again, you know, you, you got the departments that, you know, we rely on to help. And yes, we get it. They're busy, but it's like, you know, something, you know, I'm not saying it's simple, but you know, it's like, it, like it, at least make an effort, you know, say, Hey, you know, like give us a sign, let us know like, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on this. I will get to this tomorrow. I'll get yeah. to this in an hour or it's, something. No, they, they can't. And I, I almost can't be mad because no human being can process and manage hundreds of missing pe persons cases and the reason why i've been doing all these stories dude i hate hearing my cartoon voice i sound like a cartoon character on helium i hate it so much and i hate looking at myself on video but it seems to be the only thing that people are engaging with and that's why i'm doing it but like i fucking hate i'm like oh god i'm speaking and it's my face but i'm saying stories about the things he used to do so people can get a sense of that they know him like oh yeah that's amy's brother and he pushed her into the coffee table and she almost lost her eyeball or like, Oh, that's Amy's brother, you know, who, who did this. So people can be invested and be like, I know him. I know her. I'm going to reach yeah. out to my friend in the FBI. I'm going to reach out to my friend in Colorado. 
and they're doing it. I mean, it, it, like stories like that. Yeah. Will humanize a situation where yeah. people, you know, again, if you just put a post out there, a, a picture, a flyer with nothing to it, mm-hmm. it's just something people swipe by and just say, okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting, you know, voice to it, a story to it, a connection to it, yeah. you know, that that brings people in. I had someone telling me, um, you know, in relation to content. You know, you, you get more engagement off your content or more hits on your content mm. when you do a video of yourself or your your own voice. Uh, for me, no. Oh, it's the worst. But. It's the worst. And you can see my scar on my face from when he pushed me in the coffee table when I was a kid. That cocksucker. He pushed me and I have a scar on my face. So then, like, when I'm looking at the camera, like, I feel like my face is crooked because of the scarring. Um, and mm. I'm thinking about the whole time, and I'm like, I gotta tell this story, but um, I'll do it for him because if it gets one person to be like, oh my god, I know that truck, holy shit, I saw that on TikTok. I just need one person to find his fucking truck. One, one person. That's all I need, and I have all the search and rescue and intel to to go in and, and chase that. But right now, the area is so vast, it's like a needle in a haystack. It's just, it's so much. And I, I, I don't know. I just figure I'll just keep telling stories and sharing pictures from our kids. Because if he was that four-year-old chubby cheek kid with the bowl cut, this would be a lot easier. A lot easier. So I have to oh. get people to get to know that four-year-old pudgy kid who didn't speak English, who was terrified, who was ripped from his family. And I have to have people fall in love with him so they understand why I'm chasing after a middle-aged man who is under emotional duress. He's the same person to me. I, mean, I think that that's the, again, the important part there is the importance of it. Mm-hmm. You know, people might not, you know, on a regular connect to it, but if they see someone else is attached to this emotionally, you know, good yep. people, caring people, Mm-hmm. We're going to rally behind you. They and they have. It's it's been really beautiful in such in light of such a like probably the most horrible thing that's ever happened to me. Like so many beautiful things have come from this, and I'm super grateful. And maybe this teaches me a lesson to celebrate the moments of his life that maybe I took for granted and didn't celebrate. I don't know. Maybe this will help people reconnect with their brothers and their kids and their long lost friends that they lost touch with and be like, you know what? I should call them today. I should forgive them today. I should check on them today. That, you know, at training, they were quiet on the mats. Maybe I should send them a text and just make sure they're okay. I could save somebody's life. You know, everyone always assumes someone else is gonna do it. And from this experience, I realized like that somebody is you, so. I'm okay with there's, that. There's, you know, a meme I see floating around every so often. Mm-hmm. And it, it says, like, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember word for word. But, you know, it's like basically if it's, you know, if they're not reaching out to you, they don't care. Right. And it, it always in my head, though, it's like, well, you can reach out to them too, though. One like, word both ways. You're right. Yeah. 
It doesn't have to be, you know, I have a really, really good friend that I adore with all my heart. Uh, you know, one, once we moved in opposite directions, we rarely heard from each other. And every so often I'll drop a message on the Instagram store. And, and when I do, we talk like we're, we're like nothing changed, you know. Right. And, and the thing is, I don't think to myself, well, she didn't shoot a message, so she doesn't care. She's busy. Right. That's fine. Yep. But I can shoot a message. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna begrudge her for not messaging. And I think that's the thing too when it comes to people. It's like, you know, there are times where we're told to think that other people don't care. And that's just not always the truth. You know, people get caught up in their own lives and, you know, people, people lose touch. It happens. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm not trying to guilt anybody, but if this makes people have those tough conversations, even have the tough conversation within themselves, if someone's just down or rock bottom or self-destructing with alcohol or drugs or toxic people, you know what I mean? Or toxic thoughts. If this yeah. story makes them think twice, be like, you know what, this could really hurt people that care about me and I, my life does matter. Maybe I should get my shit together. Maybe I should ask for help. If this does that, then great. I mean, my business is based on that healing, killing pain, relieving pain, moving forward, balancing. And I, I never thought I'd have to use those things for myself, but here the fuck we are. Um, with with everything and where it stands right now, um, I know you said you're, um, you guys as adopted, adoptive parents, um, you know, they're, they're, they're more comfortable just saying, you know, let the police handle it. Uh, oh my fucking, um, yeah. Yeah. They didn't, I don't even want to get start. They're not talking to me right now, but there's some tea for you. I, they knew before me that he was missing. And they didn't fucking tell me. And I was at work yeah. and the his job, the park rangers called me the next day and told me. And you probably realize with my post how psycho and persistent I am. I blew up the internet in like an hour. And I was so fucking angry at them. But I have to try to understand that they're an older generation. They're very conservative. They don't understand social media. They probably just thought he'd, he'd come back. But based on what I knew from the last person who saw him alive because she lied to, they, they lied to police or they were less than honest. So I interrogated them and I was like, uh, why didn't you call him, get him help? I, I don't know why people do what they do, but I can't change it now, but I know what I know. And like, I have to keep fighting. And if he calls me and FaceTimes me and says, Hey, asshole, call it off. Leave me alone fine but that hasn't happened yet and the things that he said and did i i can't just let him die out there it's i, I can't I, I won't whether he's mad and writes me off forever or not and i would do that for a teammate that a teammate that i love a friend that I, who i love if they were alone and didn't have anyone i would fight just as fucking hard because everybody's life is important like everybody's life is worth living I have friends and teammates who are really depressed to have gone there, thought that, and I've had those talks. 
and maybe them seeing how much this hurts, maybe they'll be like, holy shit, this really does hurt people. I really should rethink this. I really should balance myself. I hope. I hope that's what happens. This could go on for fucking years. This could, could go on forever. The one TikToker, Sarah Turney, who has over a million followers who posted for me, her sister's been missing for 19 fucking years. And she stopped, what she, was, she stopped what she was doing to help me. And I can't be tired after 17 fucking days. I can't stop now. I'm in my last year of grad school, full time. I, and I'm working and I have to do this. I got I to gotta keep going. I can't be a pussy about it. I, I literally can't. I could be a weak ass bitch later, but like not now. If I if I crack now, he's lost. I can't. Nobody wants to hear me fucking crying. That's why I post funny shit sometimes. They're like, she's crazy. Because people can only take so much anguish. They got their own stuff going on. People want to laugh. People want to relate. I don't want to be like, Ugh. nobody wants to hear it. It's too heavy. And that's why I try to celebrate his life at the same time. Because some of the shit he's done is really fucking funny. And I want to share that with people because they don't see that side of him. And thank you for giving me the platform to do that. I'm really grateful. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, it's important that we as a community, you know, come together and work and try to figure this out, you know, and when I say figure it out, I mean, you know, at least get the word out, you know, to to whoever. Like, when I first uh, messaged you, you know, I said, like, look, I don't know, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm a dude in Maryland. I don't know if me reposting this helps you know, over there on the West Coast. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, someone's got to see it. Yep. And there's a reward, too, now. There's a reward tip line. And uh, and it's not that people are shitty people that won't look if there's no reward, but it's human nature. Like, you know what I mean? It gets attention. And I need yeah. to bring attention to his face. So the reward tip line is 702 846 Three three four four. I don't even know my own parents' number by heart, but I know that number. It's in my dreams, and you know I have it. I have support, but I need to find that truck, and I need to keep him relevant because people are coming out of the woodwork now. My cousin is Army Intelligence. I haven't seen him in decades. He learned about this at day eleven through social media. And if it wasn't for him, I probably would have had a nervous breakdown because he's helping me a bunch because he's got FBI contacts and stuff like that. But like social media works, jujitsu community, people from all walks of life, they know people, powerful people, skilled people. Sounds like a fucking movie, but they do. And they're all coming out. And I feel, I feel so supported. Don't get me wrong. I have like meltdowns all the time in private. But only for like five minutes, and then I gotta like snap out of it, cause there's no time. There's no time to be a pussy right now. None. Also, and I, I mean, you're human. What'd you say? And so, also, I mean, you're human too. So, I mean, have it even even if it's a mini mini meltdown. That like, you know, but you're still strong. You're still tough. You're fighting. So, I mean. 
you know, no one can say shit about, you know, oh, you know, she's cracking now. It's like, no, you, you've been fighting for this long. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, the parents and, and just, you know, where the sense, I know they're, they're pissed and, you know, you all aren't talking right now. It's like, you know, my wonder on their end, it's like, you know, is it kind of like, okay, well, you're at this age, we just kind of, you know, wash our hands of it, you, you go do you, or, you know, if, if they're finally seeing, like, look, it's 17 days in, maybe we should step up, too. They're devastated. I mean, everybody manages grief and chaos and panic differently, and I understand that. I think the first couple of days, I was very aggressive with them because they weren't moving as aggressively as I am. And, uh, you know, now that I, you know, we have the private investigator and stuff like that, we're, we're getting legal stuff, counsel and stuff. And now I have my cousin support, my military cousin. I feel a lot better. So I don't engage with them. I'll, I'll let them be who they are. I can't push them to, to be like me. I just, I guess it was just very triggering. And this is what we learn with jujitsu, healing, trauma, working out our shit. You know what I mean? I have to do it too. I tell my patients, clients, and teammates, oh, you got to release this. You got to balance that. And look at me being a jerk off, freaking out at people, trying to force my ways. So it's been very humbling. Like I have no ego here. And um, I'm just humbly asking for help from anybody. And there's been some mean people and people like, oh, he's dead. And just, it's going to happen. Internet trolls happen. But, yeah. And some of his bullies are following the story who tortured him. But you know what? Fine. Any attention. Let him watch. What am I going to do? But most yeah. everybody has been, I, I have no words, especially in the jujitsu community. Like people, look at you. You don't know me. And you reached out with your time and your following and you've shared everything without me even asking. And it's just, it's, it's people are watching and people have been reaching out. We've reached a ton of his friends, old coworkers who know the, the, the area, the, the wildlife out there, the terrain who know him and his habits. So it does help even someone with five followers sharing once it's been great. And, I haven't been training. I, I was going for a while. I was going regularly with my friend, you know, Alex March and uh, Jaden and Cameron were helping me at Tom's. And then this happened and I was like, okay, I'm not sleeping or eating. And Tom was like, Amy, he goes, don't worry about it. He's like, don't worry about it. He goes, just come back whenever. So it's just nice that I'm not in trouble and that I'm always welcome. And multiple schools welcome me. Uh, you know, Big J, who who um, is the voice for all of the major tournaments for flow grappling. He owns Illuminati yeah. Grappling. You know, he reaches out and offers support. Uh, but Thai Jiu-Jitsu, Alex Delanoy, so, so many schools, you know, Silver Fox, East Hanover, Frank, so many people. I just, it's, it feels good. I don't feel alone. Like the first five days I felt alone. And now I feel very supported. I feel like this is the best. We're doing our best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this community, you know, works. You know, yeah. this community loves. So, you know, we got you. 
Yeah. And um, also people from 10th Planet Bethlehem. I work out of an office space in 10th Planet Bethlehem. And I don't even train there. And there are tons of people from there. My clients and just athletes there have shared, have reached out, have talked to really uh, influential people. I mean, Eddie Bravo started following me and I was like, what the fuck? And just if he sees one post because he's out west and he shares it, that could change everything. So I, I'm really grateful for you having me today. I, I feel pretty good just support wise. I'm very hopeful. Thanks to people like you. Well, no, we absolutely, um, 100% have your back and, and you're not alone. This community is with you. Um, before we um, wrap up here, um, let everybody know uh, the, the the reward uh, tip number again, and um, also the social media accounts and everything. Sure. Um, so that way, I'll put them all in the notes as well. Oh, cool! Thank you very much. So, my brother Matt Kemper, Navy veteran, is missing 17 days out west in Utah, Arizona, Nevada area. The reward tip line is 702-846-3344 on social media platforms all over Reddit, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, hashtag find Matt Kemper or my Instagram hybrid healer or the Instagram find Matt Kemper. Thank you so much. He's your brother too. And man, thank you so much for having me. No, again, thank you for sharing your time and just opening up uh, here. And, and just, you know, letting us know. I mean, we can see on social media how important it is, but sometimes it's, it's important to have a, a voice, a long-form voice to that too. So thank you for sharing your time. Thank you, thank you so much. Absolutely. And as always, everyone listening, thank you. We do appreciate you. Um, if y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm here at BJJ.Wiki on Instagram and Off The Mats Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'd like to give another shout out here to Amy um, over um, at Hybrid Hiller on Instagram. Uh, feel free to reach out if you all hear anything or, or have any, any information or, or want to know ways to help. Reach out. Uh, you know, we're a community. So. Thank you. You know, let's work together. Thank you. Um, no, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone else, we love you. You guys keep listening. We'll keep making these shows. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. They promised. Now let me sing songs.